0: Hi, I'm Jen Gippen from Shooks and Gift, the podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com.
1: Hey, listeners, we've got an exciting episode for you today. We're going to talk about the G-Life, which is the only life to have, the Google Life. Uh, so, Stephanie, when we were over in Sydney, and we first met. I know that was your first time going into a uh, into a Google facility. I've been to two others before that. So, what did you think while you were there at Google?
2: Well, the tour. We had two tours during lunchtime, and... I, I mean, oh, hold was, on.
1: You, you, you had two tours. I had three tours, but that's okay. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Cause you got the special one. Cause you knew somebody. Uh, um,
1: <laughs> Sorry. I had to throw that in there.
2: I think like you hear like, Oh, Google has like free food and Google has all this stuff and Google has a nap room. And I'm like, do they really, you know? And then we go and we get this tour and I'm like, Oh, they really do. And they have this awesome game room and, all these different things. And then we got to eat the food and it was amazing not to have to cook. Oh, and don't forget like the coffee and all the hot chocolate and tea bar, you know, that we could get every single day. I think Lance had a little too much. (laughs) Um, But Lance, what did you think of Google?
1: I thought it was great. It was, it was an awesome place to be. And, you know, like you said, the, the coffee bar was my favorite because I had uh, long blacks and I had flat whites every day, sometimes two and three times a day. Uh, as y'all know, I love espresso and I like getting hyped up on all that stuff. So I was I was running around there a little crazy, but that's OK. I almost won the chair challenge. I, I still think that uh, um, who beat me in that? Who beat me in the chair challenge?
2: Wasn't it Galen?
1: It was Galen. I think he cheated. <laughs> I think he did. But that's okay. That's okay. I
2: voted for
1: him. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that, Stephanie. I appreciate that. Appreciate the support. But, you know, while we were there, the, the one thing that I, that I really loved was the culture that was there. Uh, you know, they had the opportunity to, you know, work on some of their own projects, their own passions, things like that. I, I really loved at the Sydney office uh, the, the Google Maps site that I got to see of it. Uh, I actually got to see the, the self-driving car years ago here in Tennessee. It came to Tennessee Tech. Uh, we were looking at some of the technology and the things on it there at the engineering department. But to be able to see, you know, like the the girl with the backpack and, and her hiking through places and the bicycle and them driving it around, um, it really just opened my eyes to – um you know, what what Google really was doing. And it makes me really think, what are they really doing? So do they really have these secret labs and things that are hidden here? Uh, I hear about Google X and some things about that sometimes. It makes me think of the X files. So we got the X files going on at Google. What's going on there really? So that brings us to our guest today. We have Miss Maju. Uh, she's a former high school math teacher, a lady after my own heart because math teacher just like myself. She's coming to us from California today by way of Taiwan, uh, and she is the program manager for the Google Trainer, uh, certified trainers, and the GEG groups uh, in Google. So thank you for joining us today, May.
0: Yeah, of course. So excited to be here. And so funny to hear about your experiences at Google, because when I first joined Google, I felt the exact same. Like even the little things just like, oh, I could get unlimited coffee or snacks. Like that blew my mind. So it's really funny to hear you guys really enjoy that.
2: And what was crazy to me is like on our tour, we went to like the nap room or relaxation Mm. room. I don't know what it's called exactly, but there was only like two people there, and I was like, "If this was me, I think I would spend all day and just move my office and like people still worked at their office, which was crazy to me because I was like there's a gym, there's cafeteria like, why are you there <laughs> yeah
1: and I, and I'm surprised that you know um you know all you guys were fit that I saw there, and I'm like, if I had free coffee and snacks every day, <laughs> I would weigh three hundred pounds i mean and- i don't i don't
0: you know, you've heard of the college, like freshman 15. It's a real thing. Like Google 15, your first year, that's a real thing. And then people are like, okay, I can't do that for the rest of my life. So let me cut down. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think too, um, like Swan, he was showing us around and he said, look how they they organize the snacks. The water's at the top mm-hmm. where you can see it. And then they've got that like crystal glass where the pop is, yeah, there's junk food. Mm-hmm. But if you really want it, you have to bend down. So <laughs> you most likely will just grab the water. Or on the table, there's apples, and then the chocolate. He's like, it's hidden right here. If you guys want some, but again, it's hidden. So you, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna grab an apple. It's more convenient. So there's a lot of science too to Google.
1: <laughs> so Stephanie, I have to ask, what what is pop? By the way, oh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure I'm familiar so with that. You call it term.
2: soda, or are you a Coke? <laughs>
1: I'm a Coke person. May, May, what are you?
2: Coke, Coke for sure. There you
1: go. So, so Stephanie, you lose today. That's that's what's coming out of this. Okay, May's also
2: a List View person.
1: (laughs) Oh, May.
0: Wait, I want to know what? Oh, a List list View.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. My person, that's right. That's because <laughs> their brains work a certain way, Stephanie. That mm, the right, yeah. the right way. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so may I have to ask? So, what's it like working at Google? what, what's, what's your day to day? What does it look like?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess to Steph's point about why, you know, all of us aren't just like at the gym or, you know, in nap pods and stuff, the reason that is, is really because at least I'm speaking on our Google for Education team, we really have a group of people that are just so passionate about the work. So I think that's something that um, in my previous roles, so outside of being a math teacher, I was also a finance person at Intel And then before I joined our education team at Google, I was in compensation. So like um, when people join Google, what should we offer them? You know, so that kind of is is super different, you know, compared to what we're doing here. And I think that's something really special about our team really is that people are so passionate and like for me, you know, me getting to talk to you, Steph and Lance, like that's the highlight of my day. And I know that a lot of people at their day-to-day jobs, they don't get that. So I mean, other than all the perks that you've heard of Google, you know, being so great and it really is like getting that, you know, our, um, I don't know if you guys know, I'm sure when you guys tour, we don't have cubicles, we have like open spacing. So really you can just, you know, talk to your coworkers on your left and right. Um, other than all those perks, I think the best part working at Google is just having a team that you can really share and be open and, you know, talk with each other and then doing a job where you get to talk to folks like yourself, you know, to, to really like talk about your passions and get that interest.
1: Yeah. So as busy as you are on your day-to-day basis, because you work for Google, I mean, you've got to be really busy. How how many, how many emails are you getting a day?
0: Yeah. I mean, I just counted, I know uh, when I was looking at the interview questions previously and I was like, oh, about 150, just yesterday I had 200-ish emails just in one day. And it's it's crazy, but it it um, it's something that I'm kind of like I really care about organization in my email. Um, I need that inbox, and I don't know how you guys manage your inboxes, but I need that inbox to stay zero, like by the end of the day. (laughs) I need to like move stuff out, or like I'll panic. Um, So yeah, so having like 200 emails a day, that's kind of a lot. (laughs) That is a lot.
1: Funny you should say that. Maybe mm-hmm. you should uh check into the inbox zero training that Global GEG does. Oh, uh, because they they will teach you how to keep your inbox at zero, right Stephanie? Yeah, with
2: a little bit of uh what? Banter.
1: A little bit of, <laughs> a little bit of banter. Yes, and we have uh, it done.
2: But yeah. yeah.
1: I was actually, I think it was Ben the other day that that we were talking to, and he's like, I need somebody to send me an email because I don't have any in here right now, and I can't show how to make a label or what I need to do unless I've got an email.
2: Yeah, it was so funny. So for the boot camp, Ben was one of the presenters. He's from the UK, and he was like, somebody send me an email because I don't have any. And it's so true, like everybody kind of goes through that training and they're like, oh, it is about digital wellness. And it does make me feel better to clean out that inbox every mm-hmm. single day. And now everyone in our group doesn't have that many emails in their
0: inbox. Oh, well, that's so, so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so May, what's your favorite G Suite product? Yeah, life? I think, I mean, on the same page, it really is as basic as that sounds. It really is my Gmail and my calendar like every single thing, especially now, uh, my husband works at Google as well. And we we don't have daycare or nanny right now. So with our one year old at home, like we need to block off our calendars where we have to be so like diligent about it, because we have, um, you know, when we have meetings and like transitioning with Joyelle, it's very difficult. And I'm a super forgetful person just in general. So I think having that calendar and Um, I mean, I I feel like it's a lifesaver and I don't know if you guys do this, but I put my to-do, I don't use, um, the Gmail like to-do list or anything. I just put it on my calendar as like, um, an all day event just on the top. And I really am able to organize my life basically in that way. Are you guys similar?
2: Oh yeah. I use Google calendar all the time. One day it stopped like working and I was like, I don't know where I'm (laughs) supposed to be because I use it for everything. Um, Lance, I know you use it too.
1: Yeah, so so here, I, mm-hmm. I know that you probably can't see this, but red is my boss because I have to remind him of everything, green <laughs> is me, and yellow is my wife, so wow. uh, I, don't, I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I also keep up with my boss and my wife, so my two bosses, really, uh, and, and, my, and my wife has uh, my calendar on her phone, too, so we know where each other's at all the time and what's going on because... One of us is forgetful. I'm not going to say which one. And that, the other one helps to remind the other where they need to be and when they need to be
2: there. I wonder which one that is. But yeah. it's so true, too. Like, in calendar, you can act like you're not forgetful because you can put, like, birthdays or um, – especially, like, when I'm coaching teachers, I can put, like, this teacher has a surgery this day. And then I can text them later that evening and say, hey, how did the doctor's appointment go or whatever. And it makes me sound like I – remember everything, but I, I don't. Google Calendar does it for me. Uh, let's see, so what is your vision for the trainer group?
0: Yeah, I mean, good question. And I feel like it with the growth of our trainer group recently, so for those who are listening, um, I don't know if you guys know of the trainer group from You know, way back when it started, but I think in the last couple of years, it kind of took a pause where like people were still trainers, but the group that the private group that all you guys are in weren't really active and people weren't active about helping each other or, um, you know, sharing resources or just really answering questions for each other. And I think, you know, the two visions that I have moving forward is really one, to expand on that, to continue that. So with you guys jumping in so, so much and taking up so much of your time to help each other and connect, I really want from the Google side to encourage that and provide more value to you guys. So. Things like, um, I know you guys recently attended a professional development with Future Design School who was helping out. Um, I think those things like that where Google can actually provide some value that you guys can't get anywhere else um, to encourage and foster that community. I think that's my vision that I want to continue to expand on. And then the second thing is, I think it's just growing the program, um, just getting new trainers who are really qualified to join because as the years go on, I think um there are gonna be people who are trainers who maybe take a step back based on their changes in role or something. So maybe they'll become less and less active. So instead of getting our trainer community to kind of keep shrinking, we want to keep it growing and keep that you know diverse group mindset and everything growing. So I think those are the main two things, like keeping you guys happy is one, and then growing the program is the other. Yeah, you're
2: definitely keeping us happy.
1: <laughs> um, um, well, one thing that I just want to throw out there, uh, I give Stephanie a hard time about this. I'm I'm one of the OG trainers because mm-hmm. I've been a trainer since 2015. Wow. I keep reminding her how how much harder it used to be to get accepted <laughs> into the trainer program, because you used to have to take you know like five tests to get in,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and and now it's just one test, and you actually had to pick a area of uh, specialty to get into the mm-hmm. program, so 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 Stephanie had it easy. Uh, told, that out there when she got in, wow.
2: wow. she got accepted. I guess yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't get accepted the first two times, I don't think, Aww. even after I passed all the tests. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: really hard.
1: Yeah, no, nah, I'm used to it by now, you know. <laughs> most, yeah. most people Most people don't accept me.
0: no yeah I think even now like as we are uh, we're reviewing the applications um, I would I the I was a caution to not throw out any statistics that will go out to the public just in case, you know, with like legal reasons and stuff. But there are a lot of people who have not been accepted the first round who continue to apply because it really is special to join our program. So congrats to both of you. And I don't think, I know Lance is joking with you stuff, but I think um just you guys being able to be accepted as a trainer and as an innovator, I mean, these are insane accomplishments that you guys should be really proud of for sure
1: thank you Thanks. I mean, so it's not like a 21 badge ed puzzle uh stephanie <laughs> there you go this is something special <laughs>
2: yeah is it 20 is Especially. it
1: 21 you've got through them is that right i think
2: it's 19
1: that they have not oh excuse me excuse yeah. me not to go yeah. ahead i'm sorry
2: yeah. <laughs> um so May, what advice do you have for people that want to be trainers
0: um Honestly, I think for the most part, people who apply to our program are already training other people and are already doing things, advocating for Google and being really experts in um, using G Suite. So um, I guess the advice in terms of just applying a lot of things that I've seen um, that errors people are doing really like on a more technical technicality type of thing is just they're not sharing their resources public so we have some really great applicants and we can't view any of their resources or you know they make a 20 minute video thinking that we you know have time to want to watch it because they want to share about themselves but Uh, like our team who's reviewing it, if it's not within the, like following the exact rules, we do have to be strict and we won't be able to um, even review those applications. So I think it really is taking a detailed look at uh, what's required, what they need to do and really apply um, following that application process.
2: Yeah. And looking at the new coaches application too, Mm -hmm. it was like, I know for a trainer, I was like, oh, I already did this as my job role. And I was thinking over the coaches and I'm like, oh, I already have all these resources and evidence Mm -hmm. to provide. And because we really do follow that coaching model and it just helps provide like, okay, we're doing things right in Pickerington. (laughs) What can um, GEG leaders and trainers help to support you?
0: Yeah, I was thinking about this question a lot, but honestly, like I feel like you guys are already doing it. So, both of you I know are trainers and are GEG leaders and are somehow involved with the global GEG. So, you guys are doing beyond what um, I would really just expect of someone advocating for Google. And I feel like what would help me the most, I guess, is really just continue to you know, encourage one another, especially when you guys are connecting and um, growing our trainer and GG community. It really is just sharing information with each other and being that supportive person. Yeah, there you
1: go. There you go, Stephanie. You got to to support and encourage me. So there you go. I'll try. You'll try. It is. I know. know. (laughs) All right. So. So, so May, over the last few years, how, how have you seen the, the GEG group and the uh, trainer program change?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing now is really internally from the Google side, there are so many people who are wanting to partner with our different communities. And I think that's something, you know, people were always interested in before, but really now it's like we are going to take the effort and take the time to support our communities and partner with you guys on various aspects of our Google for Education, our different teams. So a few examples, Being um, one for product, like we have um, a a product team, of course, that focuses on EDU tools and how to make things like Google Meet, Google Classroom better for the educators. But of course, you know, we on the Google end, we're not on the front lines with you guys. So we really want to start leveraging the communities like yourselves um, to provide that feedback, to help us pilot things, and to really um, partner together with Google to make our tools better for. You know the the world, and I think you know the the testament to you guys and why that's happening is really because in the last few years the GEG groups globally and especially in the last last few months for North America and then trainers at least in the last year people on our end have seen how much you guys have shared with each other how diligent you guys are about you know communicating with each other and really showing you care about Google and care about being in our program so. Yeah, I think, you know, these changes are really positive and going forward for the next few years, I really hope to see a lot more partnership between not just me and you guys, but the rest of our team and you guys as well.
2: And I think that's what makes Google so special is when we were in Australia and we got to see how Google Maps, the developers worked with the educators. To collaborate on how to make that product better and that to me was like okay me as an instructional coach i need to work with my it team that makes mm-hmm. things work i need to collaborate with them more so it was right. kind of like an inspiration for me and a motivator like oh that makes sense like why we need to collaborate more same with the google photos people um mm-hmm. they were very popular in australia because i think that's where they're from and they were saying how they talk to the developer like they go back and forth on communicating
0: what the user needs, and it's so user-focused,
1: too. Mm-hmm. So true. So one, one thing I'll say about Google is they, they've got a great marketing plan here, too, because uh, I actually got uh, got a call this week from a, a hospital firm. They own 90 hospitals in the United States, and they said, you know, we're fixed to change everything over from Microsoft to Google and we need somebody to come in and do training for our staff. So they've reached out to me to do training for them uh, as a Google certified trainer. And I said, okay, well, let me ask you this. Why why are you starting to go this direction? You know, I was just inquisitive. And they said, so many of our students are coming out of high school and college now, and they know how to use all the Google platforms. They know how to build. They know how to build Google sites. They know how to use Google Sheets and Docs and things like that. And it's cloud based. You're the best cloud based, not the M mm-hmm. word that we're not going to say. Uh, so I, I think Google is doing doing a really good job of providing this free access to education, and all of these students are are learning how to use Google in middle school, high school, and college for free. And then when they go into the workforce, the Mm -hmm. workforce has got two options now. Either one, they're going to spend money retraining all of those students how to use that M word, or they're going to transfer over to Google. And what I'm seeing Mm -hmm. over the last few years is a lot of them are transferring everything to Google.
0: Right. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I feel like that you guys, you all know, you've got a little bit of a, a secret meaning going on. Behind <laughs> and, and I know you're doing it for the kids, right? You're doing it
0: the kids. Always. Always. Of course. Of course.
2: Yeah. So we're going to go to our next section, which is our meme and quote section. So Mae, what meme or quote did you bring this
0: week? Oh, I, you guys, you have to link that in the podcast description or something. But the thing that I uh, shared, it's a, it's. It's a video of just a baby. I don't know if you guys open it, but it's a baby girl walking on the ice and she slips. So you guys just got to put that in this, the, the description thing because, I mean, it's so cute. So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs>
2: um, so mine is a video too, because I saw that May cheated a little and put a video <laughs> I, know. I was like, oh, I'm going to do that too. And it is um, from Twitter and it's Avid. He did a video and it's him so excited for being accepted to trainer. Aww. And that's how excited we should be for everything, you know, and we should celebrate all of those successes.
1: Lance. Yep. So mine is um, I, I don't know who this guy is, but he's got the big long whiskers here. And he's looking at his computer, and the computer's saying, You're amazing. Thank you for trying Google Chrome. And then he's all excited. And he's like, No, you're amazing. And then Google Chrome's like, Oh, stop it. It's you. <laughs> Uh, So Google Chrome uh, has made my life so much easier because I log into a bunch of different devices, Chromebooks, PCs, Macs, whatever. The one thing that's the standard for me is when I log in, I log into the Chrome browser. It brings all my extensions, my drive, Mm -hmm. my bookmarks, my passwords. No matter what device it is, it's there. It's ready for me. Thank you, Google Chrome. I appreciate the developers there at Google.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. So May, what's something that you learned this week that you could use tomorrow?
0: Um, yeah, my, I went with something like really basic, but it's Twitter. So I actually, when I looked at my Twitter account, I created one like back in 2007 or nine or something like years ago. And then I just never got into it. I don't know how to use it. And I realized that you guys are so active on it that it's crazy. (laughs) And I think that is the biggest thing. And I, you know, when I remember, I don't view it every day because I forget about it. But when I do, like- I can't just spend like five minutes on it. It like sucks me in. And I just like, I didn't, I didn't realize that Twitter was so powerful for you guys to one, connect with each other all around the globe. And two, just to share resources. Like I thought it always had to be like, you know, in groups or like on a site or something, but really like I, you know, check on the, our trainer hashtag. And it's like a bunch of resources that people are sharing and people are commenting back. So Wow. Yeah. I'm, I don't know how you guys manage your Twitter and I would love some advice.
2: <laughs> I use TweetDeck.
0: <laughs> TweetDeck. Okay. i heard of that.
1: I, I don't. Mine's a mess. And I actually have to turn notifications off at night. I don't know if Stephanie oh, yeah. does or not because uh, the people that are in Australia and the people that are in the UK will start messaging and wake me up at 2 a.m. So I just have to turn off all of those. Yeah. Stephanie, do you do that also?
2: Yeah, my, I have it set, so it goes off at 9 p.m. So, yeah, that's how I manage it. Notifications <laughs> turned off and browse <laughs> at your own pace. Um, my share this week is Jamboard. So I had a teacher that was really getting into Jamboard, and she created this really awesome extension activity for students where they created um, a build-a-fort, and it just walked them through it. And I just love the way that she organized the Jam to help support students. Lance?
1: Yep, and mine is a website. It is toytheater.com. So um, especially with uh, the COVID-19 thing going on and us not able to get physical manipulatives for for students to be able to use, uh, you've got things like fraction strips here, geo boards, marbles. You've got books and and art projects and music and puzzles and, and all kinds of different things that kids can go and have fun on. But also are educational, even up to, you know, Sudoku puzzles and mazes and, you know, just all kinds of cool stuff. This is really, you know, the cool math games or something like that, that website. That's a lot of games that really doesn't relate to math a whole lot. But I feel like this website has really got some some great stuff mm-hmm. on it that kids that when they're at home and they want to learn and play, this is a good place to, to send them.
2: Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much
0: for listening to Get Inspired and Innovate, May. How can people connect with you? Um, I guess just join our trainer program. <laughs> I think there's, I think there's a a lot of people already trying to email me in my inbox, so I don't want to be cautious about giving my email out. Um, but if people want to connect with me on Twitter, I do check it. I would say like once a week, and it's just uh, my name, uh, M a y y o u l e e, so May U Lee. My maiden name. So, yeah.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again for listening. And you can check out the show notes at getinspiredandinnovate.com.